Hi, hi! Welcome back to Heart to Heart with Coach Beishi, and I'm excited to have you back. So excited that you have been following all the series that we have been publishing, and today we're going to continue our series on loss, grief, and healing. Today, I have an amazing and resilient woman with me, and her name is Aji Zaina Mustafa Jaji. She is the CEO of Skills Stand Safe. And um, today, she's just coming to be, you know, she's agreed to be vulnerable, basically, to share <laughs> a journey of Lawrence, a journey of grief, and a journey of healing um, with us. Hi, Auntie Zainab. Hi, Pashi. How are you? Assalamualaikum. Okay, <laughs> How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah. I'm good. I'm happy to be with you today. First and foremost, thank you for agreeing to do this. That's okay. And uh, so tell us, what's the one thing or what, what are a few things that you do that you would like our audience to know about you that I have not said? Okay, well, I mean, I work in the private sector, so I... I have a company that does training, development, project management. I mentor mm-hmm. um, quite a lot. I, I teach. I'm also a farmer. I'm an agripreneur, as they call them these days. Yeah, that's right. So I've just harvested my peanuts in Taraba. So that's... Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yes, and I, and I, I'm into cattle farming, rearing as well. So those are some of the things that I do. Interesting. So she's an entrepreneur, stroke agripreneur, yes. mentor, and basically, like she said, yes. she wears many hats. <laughs> and a mother too. Yes. And a mother too. As mother, well. auntie, friend, yeah. Sister. Yeah. All of the above. Daughter. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So mm-hmm. tell me, mm-hmm. what is or what was your first experience with loss mm-hmm. and grief? Um, you know, I was um I think in JS1, and my mom lost her only sister. My mom, I, my mom has this, there were just the two of them. Hmm. So it was her and her sister. And um, yeah, so she lost her sister. And I think for the rest of her life, my mother never recovered from that. And one thing she always said to me, you know, she said, the, the, the most painful loss is that of a sibling. She always said that to us. You know, she had uh, eight of us. Hmm. And she always maintained that, you know, how much she missed her sister. Right. And, you know, I was quite young. So for me, I couldn't understand her level of grief or loss and what she what she went through. So she talked about her sister a lot and so on. And then, um, of course, you know, after that, you, you lose an auntie, you know, an auntie there, an uncle here. You hear somebody's parents, but it doesn't kind of directly impact you kind of thing. You think about the person and mm. okay, that person is dead, but well, that person, you know, you're never going to see them again. So you understand the idea of death and passing, but you don't understand how much it impacts you. Mm. And after that, I think um, when my grandmother died, my mom's mom, and, uh, you know, I was there when she passed away because I had gone to see her the night before because I was told, you know, she was quite poorly and so on. Mm. So when, um, after she had passed, because I had to wake my, because she had passed away, then they came to wake me up. So I had to go and wake my mom up. And she was like, is everything okay? I just said to her, yes, just come, kind of thing. Mm. So she now walks into the room and she sees her mother has passed away. Mm. So I could see she just kind of stopped in her tracks, you know. And the first thing she did was to remove my grandmother's earrings they were very tiny (laughs) and this was like three o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. i could see the way she held Mm -hmm. her mother's face 
and I found it so endearing that, you know, um, she's lost her mother and she embraced her kind of thing. Mm. So she just said, okay, you know what? She She's going to go and pray to thank God for her mother's life. Amazing. Straight away. Amazing. Straight, yes, straight away. You know, literally within like five, ten minutes. So she, you know, I kind of escorted her. She was still kind of very shaken, but I escorted her to her room. And so when it came time to do all the preparations to bury my grandmother, I was sitting with my mom in the living room when she said her goodbyes to her mom. And, <clears throat> and uh, you know, so when they were taking my grandmother away, I could literally... Because out of all our siblings, I think I was the only one there with with my, I think my older brother. So I could see, you know, my my mom was fully clothed, but I could see her heart beating. Hmm. And I knew that was grief. You know, I put my hand on her heart just so that because I wanted to feel, I wanted to help her, you know, and I could just feel that vibration. I was thinking she's never going to see her mother again, you know. So that's what that's what what you know. So for me, those were the early experiences. Early, yes, and mm. you know, of course, after that, um, you know, we we sort of tried to get my mother through it, but I could see she was never ever the same person after that. You know, she started getting ill, started getting one thing. Oh, today she's not. You know, so it was like that was a major because literally she, you know, her sister died so many years ago. So she was like an only child. You know, so she and my grandmother lived with us. So she was the only one there you know so it took a lot out of um you know my mom and you know after that you know you think okay life goes back to normal for you mm. and um i think you know honestly my mom and her mother were so close that my mom passed away four four years later mm. so like four years later yeah it was yeah four years was it four years later four or five years yeah yeah, like four or five wow, years later. So like it wasn't and too we, long. It wasn't too long. And we literally felt that, you know, my my we, we felt that our grandmother called our mother. <laughs> and you know, you could do again, you know, it's so easy to connect because in those it four is, years yes. you could see her struggle through. I struggled. And do you know honestly, the when my mother died, um and we left the hospital in the car, I kept saying to my sister, Can't you hear? Can't you hear? She said, hear what? I said to her, can't you hear grandma laughing? Oh my gosh. She said, I said, I can hear until today. I can feel my grandmother. I can see her face. I could hear her giggles because she had this very cute giggle, like, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So, and I was saying, so my sister just said, she's pleased her daughter is with her. Because even when my mother was, you know, um, like towards the end, she did call out her mother. You know, she did call out her sister you know, kind of thing. So I just felt that the connection was so strong, you know, that, um, you know, she just had to go and, and be with them. So for me, that was monumental. That was what directly impacted me, you know, loss and your thinking, um, you know, you're, you're, you've lost a parent. And I thought to myself, I didn't even understand the impact of it, to be honest with you. My older sister kept saying, do you realize what we've lost? Like, and I kept saying, I, I, I'm, I wasn't, my mind wasn't there yet. Mm. So by the time... And when was that, like around when, like, were you, like... I was, I was 
32. I was 32. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so I wasn't like a baby. Yeah, like that know. didn't really understand. Like, I, yes, exactly. I, I understood perfectly what was there. And you see, when my mother was passing, we were all there. So we were able to see her transition. Mm. Yes. And as and also what they, I realized at that point in time that, yes, I have my faith. I believe in God and so on. But that was for me when I realized that there is a power greater than me. 100%. Hmm. You can see somebody going and there's nothing, nothing you like, can do no about it. No matter how much it doesn't matter. money you have, how skilled you are as a nothing. doctor. Yes. You know, we, there's this particular family that I know. Like, mm. they're like, the one of the sons is like doctor to my late father-in-law. Mm. And basically, like, all of them are like doctors, medical yeah. people, all yeah. of them in their family. Fine, yeah. But it was, the guy be like, he was there and there was Practically nothing, nothing. You could. They, all of them could not do, do anything, anything to save anything. their father. Yes, and that was how the father just died right in yeah. their eyes, <laughs> and with all their qualifications, but they couldn't do anything. They couldn't yes. do anything and to bring him that's back. That's when I realized that you know what, this higher power is is so much greater than any of us, and I just thought, okay. You, there's, you can't fight it. There's mm. nothing you can do about it. Everybody's going to have to go through it. So, you know, my mom passed away in the UK, so we came back with her, you know, to to Nigeria. And I, you know, I allowed my sister to come back on the next flight with her because I couldn't. I told her from the beginning that I cannot enter that plane with my mom's body in it. I couldn't. So I came back like 24 hours before everybody. So, you know, they came back with my mom, went to Yola and so on. And, you know, so because, of course, it was so, you know, busy, 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 people coming, etc. So you don't even literally have time to grieve. You it know, doesn't really it sink. It doesn't sink in until everything goes silent. That's you right. know, so you're busy, oh, people come, or oh, do you have water, do you want food, you know, kind of thing. And um, so after, after like two weeks of being in Yola, we all kind of left, came back. Uh, by then, you know... I hadn't even been with my family as for my husband and kids uh, for like four months, you mm. know, from in five months for like from like January from the moment she got sick to when she passed. Mm, and so, yeah, you know, so we were nursing her and so on. So after we I came back home and, you know, my husband at the time tried to do the best he could to like comfort me, make sure I was OK. Do you need this? And then I needed to go out. So I, I now drove out. I, I went out and I was driving my car. And it suddenly hit me that, wow, so your mother can die and you can drive her. Well done, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, in this Abuja. That's I, it. Like, you could dress up literally and go somewhere. And I thought to myself, hey, do you have sense? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I was like, I had this massive guilt. Hitting you. That's so it. I now parked my car. I remember it was by near the AP filling station opposite the Hilton. And I just started crying because, you know, it's like when, when you're with somebody who is not well and all that, at the time I would sit with my mom, you know, we would be talking and I would be holding her hand a lot. So I, you know, when she was unwell and basically, you know, so when, even when she was like dying, I was still holding her hand. And after she died, you know, cause you would hold somebody's hand and they would respond. Mm. So for me, the biggest shock was the lack of response. She didn't mm. like, you know, and I thought... There wasn't that grip back then. I thought, that's too soon. Her. You know, I was looking for some source of comfort and I thought, why is she not holding my hand back? You know? And then you sit there, you look at them, 
and so on. So I had all those sensations, all those feelings, and I just kind of just cried in the car. I was sitting alone. I was telling myself all. It was, you know, it was Moment a of Yes, yes, you know. And I thought, oh, okay, what? There's nothing I can do. So let me just wipe my tears, get off the road, and and go home. And after that, you know, I would have moments of good days and bad days. And mm. I remember a particular day when I really missed her. Because, you know, we were all close to my mother and we would talk at least four or five times a day. So it wasn't like a big deal for us to sit for hours on the phone. And, you know, I would call the house in Yola hoping against anything, that everything that she would pick up the phone. You know, and it would be her staff that would pick up the phone and I would just ask them how they're doing. You know, all that. And there was a particular day when literally, that I think that was a day I understood the impact of grief and the pain that's associated with grief. You can grieve, but you might not actually have physical pain. Mm. But for the first time, I had pain to the extent that literally my fingernails hurt from the pain of that loss. Mm. So I had to call a friend of mine and I said to her, you know, she had lost her mom like maybe six years before. Earlier. And I said to her, how did you go through it? Because I really wanted to understand this journey i think it's a journey because you you don't really get off the journey of grief you You just learn to Mm -hmm. adapt your your lifestyle to it you know and she just said you know it's a day at a time and at the time you know (laughs) my sisters and i we found it difficult to even talk about her you know because you are like afraid you don't want to say something wrong you know their memory is still so fresh their their clothes their things you know you hear their voice because sometimes i even till today i I sit down in, you know, I quieten myself down just so I remember. It's very important for me. Mm. I want to remember my mother's voice. I want to remember her sentences. What does she look like? How what, does she feel? feel like? Yes, like, yes. Because I remember even like before she was buried, how when we were praying and I took my hand and I just held her face because I wanted to just feel, you know. So I wasn't afraid of like, okay, her body, or, because I thought, you know, this is somebody who is part of me. So I was never afraid of that. And, you know, you, you, you want to, you also want to behave. You don't want to have that erratic, you mm. know, breakdown because it's, I, I don't think it's necessary. Um, you know, screaming. Well, Wailing. No, no. That, personally, I don't believe in that because I think um, you're not doing justice to, to the person's memory. You know, I think quiet uh, remembrance or whatever. So sometimes I actually take time to you know take time out just so that i can remember her remember her face remember her voice because those for me are those things for me are important you know my children were very young so they don't really remember her they don't really know her my third son was like a year old when my mom passed away the others were like three and five or something so Mm. they don't really i wouldn't say they know her they know who she is you know and they so, didn't have that clue. No, they yeah. didn't. They didn't. Um, so, yeah, my mom died pretty young. She was 57. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, she was 57. So, I'll cut to you, eh, you because know. I'm wondering. Mm. Because, again, you know, when I remember when at a time in, was it 2009, my mm. father was terminally ill mm. and he had the heart disease mm. and he was in the ICU mm. for a very long time. Mm. And so, every day we'd all travel to the hospital and when the doctors are not there we want to sneak into the ICU because of course they don't allow you into the the ICU ICU. (laughs) I want to see him and I remember that each day and I just see him and I'm like Mm. my breath is stressed and I'm like 
it doesn't look like it's getting better okay. right so and the other day another day i'll go and i'm like he's all swollen mm. why his lips like mm. this oh my god mm. you know but you know there was this fear and i'd go home and i'd be like oh god this man should not die yeah. should not die and leave us like yes. shouldn't that so we all had that fear mm. you know and something we call anticipated yes yes you know it was more like this man could die did you did you at any point in time felt or mm-hmm. thought that mm-hmm. she could die as a result of that oh yes illness? oh yes absolutely and there was this fear complete and utter fear because our mom was our rock. She was our anchor. Do you understand mm-hmm. me? And we were all, it's like you're looking for somewhere yeah, to go. Anchor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were just, you, it's like you're looking for an anchor. Truly, truly. Mm-hmm. You, it's, you, it's just the worst thing. You're just dreading, you know, um, something that could happen. But you know. And then once that person dies, you know, and I looked at my mom after she died. And I, and I thank God, you know, I'm like, okay, Alhamdulillah, she's not in pain. Anymore, because I could see her face had changed. I could see the kind of relief, you know, the pain wasn't there anymore. Because you know, when somebody is terminally ill, you know the pain they go through, you know. So for for us, it kind of okay brought us together because you're you're working towards a common purpose. You want to make that person get better. You're willing that person to get better, but unfortunately. Deep down, you also know maybe there's possible that it's possible they were not going <laughs> get to get out of it. Yes, you know. So for me, those aspects of of grief, you know, you you want to support each other, and then like going to her house, you know, to our family house in Yola, her not being there till today. Every time I go, because my mother was um, an incredibly hospitable person, so you know, whenever you go, she's cooking something. Mm. So every time I go, I'm still expecting her to be coming out of the kitchen, you know. <laughs> and there's something to eat, so there's you're always, never going to leave there yes, hungry, yes, you know. So it's like all the time, you know, till today. Even yes, we even renovated the house, but I still imagine her there, you know, like coming out, Mama Z, you know, because she was the first person to call me Mama Z before mm-hmm. everybody else started calling me, so I could always hear her voice. I remember um I think like maybe three, four years after she had passed and I I met some some young lady and we were, you know, working together and she just turned around to me and she just said, Oh, Mama Z and I just broke down completely. I was like, you know what? Nobody has called me that since my mother died. <laughs> you know, so it was it was a good reminder. Um, but you also have like happy moments. You you remember them through the laughter, through the tears. Um my sisters and I we we would, you know, crack jokes and we would, because we used to call my mom Mama J. So we would, uh, you know, there are certain things that she would say that only we would know. And we, she would, you know, we would just say it and we would all just fall back laughing. So those are, you know, like happy memories. You're remembering her. You, you know, basically it's in a way to just keep their, their memories alive, you know, and because of the, so, you know, parental loss is a big deal, you know, um, and um, it's it's something that I don't think anybody gets over. That's the truth, you know. Like now I see my children, after having lost my husband, how they're trying to navigate grief. It's not easy. Tell us about that. Yes. So, you know, this is you. You've lost your aunt, your mm-hmm. grandmother, your mother, mm-hmm. and yeah. then your husband. Yeah. You know, when did this happen? What, 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 what happened to <laughs> This happened uh, almost two years ago. Okay. You know, and he was ill. He was That's unfortunately so fresh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so unfortunately he was ill, and um, you know, 
we we didn't have much time because you know it was uh covid time mm. you know so i was locked down in another country so i, I wasn't even at home you know so but it's like as soon as i came back as soon as i was able to come back into nigeria i came and at that time we didn't even know he was sick he was still okay you know he was so i looked at him i thought well, he looks different you know mm. so of course you know within this was july and he passed away in november you know so i could see something was was amiss you know and all that so by the time you know you get the news from the doctors you're thinking okay what what can i do to make the best of the situation and also to to help the person have a good ending because you know that the doctors will tell you there's nothing more they can do you only have your faith to really rest on you know and anybody that knows uh, maybe my family they, they they pretty much know that I was you know we were very close we were very good friends and, and so on my husband and I so you know his loss was and you know was was a big deal for us of course he was the head of the family and so on and <laughs> what I found you know endearing was as soon as he passed away you know the children just kind of you know came around and hugged you and just said you know mommy we're here you're gonna be just fine mm. you know so it's like all of a sudden I had an army of support, uh, support yes, yeah. just just behind me, you know, and um, and I, and I think you know loss of a spouse is different from loss of a parent, yes, because um, the I think the grief because what you know I don't know the emotions are slightly different. I didn't um, you know the funny thing was my husband in a way prepared me for his passing because he told me you know you have to be strong you have to be here for the children and he always said to me you know my biggest prayer is that please don't die before me because i, I can't handle it he i said, don't know if i'm he ever said, gonna survive yes, that's what, you know he said how am i gonna just cope i mean i don't know anything about these children you know i'm like i don't know what to do and you know you sort everything out so effortlessly and and so on so he goes please please don't die before me you know he always used to say but we just used to laugh laugh about it you know so when you lose a spouse it's a different thing because you you're you're bereft in a different way you know, when you when you lose a parent, you you if you're lucky enough to have siblings, you've got that, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you lose a spouse, there's a different type of emptiness. And that emptiness is for me, I used to I used to you know, initially I felt like a weight on my on my heart, you know, and it gradually eases. But then again, I, I, I felt this gaping. It was like somebody had taken a shovel and literally dug my heart out, you know, and I just feel, I tell myself, I said, I feel like an empty space in the middle of my, of my chest. And, you know, literally you don't, you don't, you don't, um, it's like you don't anticipate it. And then, you know, you think, okay, you're starting to get better. And there's a small trigger here. You will cry today. You will laugh for a mm -hmm. month or two, you know, uh, you will see something that, you know, you're, you're very wistful. You, you look at it and you just, hmm, I wonder what this person would have thought, you know. And um, there are things that, I mean, I used to tease my husband a lot about watching NTA Network News because I used to think it was so awful. So kind of outdated, I can't do watching honestly. Yes, you know, I used to say to him, you know, oh, you're watching all this archaic thing because, yeah, you know, we need to know what's happening in, in the country. Mm. So we'd watch it, you know, um, and so I used to make it a point that I'd watch the first 15 minutes with him. And so after that, I just couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> you were <laughs> done. I was done. So now I find it to be quite comforting 
you know, I, I watch the news just to remember him, actually, like the first 15 minutes of network news, <laughs> I, I would watch, you know, I would... Um, I would read some things because I know because we used to discuss a lot of like um, you know social problems you know the economy politics and so on and the other day you know one of his friends who is like a politician made a very um, silly statement in the papers and I forgot my husband had passed away so I was like hey you know let me go and tell him literally come and see your friend yeah yeah like oh <laughs> my god you know what I mean so I now had to so by the time I kind of got I was like, oh wow, I, you know, there's nobody to talk. There is nobody to talk to. But I, that for me is one of the worst feelings, you know, having, you know, people. Say, yeah, of course, you you have other people to talk to, but there's nobody that you talk to like your husband, That's especially if you're close. There are certain mm -hmm. things that um, only you can say they will get, and you know, it's. Uh, it's just the is the, I guess that's the role of the companionship that you're supposed to have. Exactly, it's a, and that's what marriage is so important yeah. and it's so sacred because yeah. there is just this kind of bond that forms, okay. especially like if both both partners have intentionally worked on it, yes, yes. like to really make it work. You realize at some point you just literally know what's going through, like you know what's going through each other's yes, minds. Yes. You know what mm -hmm. you already know what your preferences yes. are. You already yeah. know what your husband likes. You know what he doesn't yeah. like. You know you know mm -hmm. like okay. So if I do this, I know I'm looking for trouble. Mm -hmm. So you know if I do this, I know it's going to make yeah. him very happy. Mm -hmm. So you realize that it seems like you guys are just thinking of each other. Basically, maybe sometimes you want to pick up the phone to call him, and then his call just comes. Like, yes. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing. I was telling my sister the other day, I said, um, I was going through, like, what during lockdown. So, um, I spent Ramadan in the UK. And my husband, everybody knew my husband. He had he had this minor fault of he called me all the time. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he would call me, like, 20 times a day. So, it, for us, it wasn't a big, you know, it was normal. All right. And it was, you know, on Eid day. And, you know, I was sending him a video message and there and then his call came through so i was like you see i'm even making a video message for you and you're calling so i have the recording on on my phone and you know i was telling my sister about it the other day when google reminds you of all these you know happy happier times and and so on and you know i was reading dorothy he says i think on on grief and when she said grief is messy grief really is messy because it can catch you at the, anywhere, anywhere in the middle of a party I'm telling you. of a family yes, time and you yes, just are having a yes. good time and all of a sudden, sudden. the vacuum just turns the key yes, right yeah. just like you said like you saw the paper and you'd be like let me go and tell him yes. come and see your friend is yes. messed up <laughs> in the papers and then all of a sudden Suddenly he's so, not, not there yes. the reality kind of dawns on you and like, I miss yes and I miss that a lot I miss I miss talking to him the banters and everything I miss the banters I miss talking to him I miss our early morning chats, he would come back from the mosque, we would have a cup of tea together, you know, before we start our day, kind of thing. So I miss those um, those moments, you know, because, I mean, it comes out of habit, I guess. Yeah. So you just have to try and unhabit the habits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then you want to do some things and you literally cannot. Again, when you, when you spoke about after you'd lost your mom mm. and you find yourself driving out, like you just stop and you're driving out yes. and you're like, um, yeah. Do I have sex? Yes. And that's what grief does to yeah. you. Like, even the basic things that of day to day life yeah. and living, yes. you know, it comes to you as guilt. guilt yes. Right? Like, you want to eat. 
Like you really need yeah, to it eat. You need and to eat because you need to stay alive. Yes. And then you're like, am I even okay? Yes. Am I yeah. supposed to be yeah. eating? Yeah. And you're watching TV and all of a sudden you realize, is it TV that is next in my life right now? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I remember those days, you know, my, my dad sent his aunt to come and stay with me after I lost my mm. husband. And... I didn't know she, she, even when she wasn't physically with me, she yeah. had the eyes on me. Exactly. So, you know, whenever she was like out of sight, yeah. I would cry right. and cry and cry and cry. I didn't know she had caught me. And so she called my dad and be like, your daughter, she wants to use cry to finish herself. <laughs> but once I hear her first time, I'm like, you wiped away the tears, yes. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And, you know, it's, it is just, eat that the emptiness is different and the loss of your aunt mm. your sister your yeah. granny your mother your spouse it's a lot they're not the same they're not the same they're and not the, the same way grief. that you go through them yeah. it's not the same why because the roles that those people play in our lives are very, very different. different i know one um i remember one evening i was just lying in bed and uh, one of my sisters had called. Sorry, I have I have eleven sisters. I'm sure I talk about my sisters a lot. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so he has know. a whole. Yes, I have a whole army of support. So one of my sisters had called, and you know, and I really was not. My mind was not in a good place, and I was really missing my husband then. And um, you know, she was like, "Adizzy, what's wrong? Are you okay?" I just said to her, you know, honestly, I said to her, I said, "I'm so mad." I am so mad. I say Astagfirullah, but I am so mad, you know. I'm so mad he's not here. Um, and it's like you you just don't know what to do. And you you can have all the support you you have in this world. The but the person you want there is not there. It's not there. That's yeah. The person to that is going to give you a hug, that will give you a peck on the cheek and, you know, tell you they're proud of you. That person is not there. Let me let me tell you. For me, those are very... That was a reality. But then, you know, in Islam, you you go into... the, the Our official mourning period is four months and ten, ten days. days and people tend to not understand that. But you know what? It's something that was um, ordained by God and it is in the Quran... And being in that position, I found tremendous comfort in it. I and I said, okay, so there's a reason for it. Yes. That four months and ten days, trust me, there was a reason for it. It allows you to reflect. It allows you to focus. It allows you to come to terms with to the come noise. to terms with with it and so on. Um, it's it's a it sounds long, but when you come out of it, you think it wasn't so long. You know, it's when you're in it. Yeah, it feels like forever. It's like when is it? <laughs> when, when is, is it going to end? end? Because you know you're supposed to behave a certain way. You're supposed to be, you know, all all yes, that. Yes, yes. And um, you know, but I found it to be a time of comfort for me. I found it to be a time that okay, I really it was a secluded time for me, and I really because you to draw closer to God. Yes, well, yes, and, yes, and and you know, it also allowed me to just simmer down, really. And just focus on what was important, you know, talk to my children, my children were there, you know, those who were not home called every single day, twice a day. <laughs> Mommy, are you okay? Mommy, are you okay? Of course, you know, and, you know, so you also have to find strength for them because children also grieve in a different way. And, um, and boys and girls grieve in a different way. Hmm. Now, my, my children who, you know, uh, 
of, of the male species, I find that it is now that they're grieving, you know, not two years ago, but mm. it's now that their own grief is coming to the surface. So I'm, try, you know, helping them to navigate that because, mm. but what I found important is that, you know, they talk about their father a lot. Um, you know, we, we do certain things that he used to do with them, like they would eat together, especially dinner. So as soon as I get home, you know, I sit on the table and we would eat dinner. So, you know, you want to make sure that there are some traditions that you want kept. I think the first um, Eid we had without him was Ramadan 2021. And I went out of my way to make sure every single thing that we did when he was there, we completely did. I didn't want them to feel they had, they, you know, I didn't want them to feel any pain yeah, on that like day. Yeah, like if dad was here. Yes, you know, fine. I know they would have gone to eat together. They would have gone to the prayer ground together. So that was the only thing they could not do mm. with him. But all the other things that, okay, they would eat, they would, whatever it was that they did mm. on each day, I ensured that 100% they did. Just to have a sense of familiarity and also for them to not say, okay, he's not here, so things are bad. Mm. Do you understand me? So I had to make sure that things are never normalizing. Going to be the same yes, it's never going to be the same, you know. Um, like the other day, my one of my sons called and said, Mommy, you know, do you have a video where daddy's talking? Because I want to hear his voice. He said, I've searched everywhere. I've, and I realized that, you know, my husband was a shy person, so he didn't really like do videos. That, yeah, and I realized that there was just one. You know, I I took me a while to go through my phone, but I, you know, it was just one, and it was just like you know a word or two. So I said, okay, I'll send it if that makes you feel better. Better, you know, because I'm like, okay, in a way, you're also trying to honor the memory of that person, whatever legacy they've left behind. You know, you want to be able to make sure that you preserve it. Those are mm-hmm. those are important things. Of course, it's important that we pray for. Those who are, yes, yes, because it gives you, you know, it gives you a sense of, 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 you know, comfort. Like, I wouldn't say I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever gets over this kind of loss? You know, because even myself, who's yeah. remarried yes. a few months ago oh, now, yes. you know, I was thank you after about seven years yeah. of, you know, that loss, mm-hmm. you know, I still know that yeah, it's not yeah. like because I had to tell my, my driver used to drive past Gudu to cut out. The, I said to him, please don't. Don't. I can I see his. I can see his, exactly. I can see his. But don't drive past Gudu Cemetery. I'm not having it. Take somewhere else. You <laughs> take a poster. Yes, yes. So don't, don't, don't do that. Oh my God. I found that he did that twice, and then my attention is there. Of course, Coming the to work, I am like crying in the car. I'm trying to, you know, and I'm like, I'm gonna get to the office, and I'm a total mess kind of thing hmm. and you know you still choke up because you see you know you see things that oh you know you just think oh my goodness so it makes you upset you you want to try and be strong that's true it's i don't think you ever ever get, even if you remarry you but you know it's it's a part of your life that it's was a, important exactly. to you exactly it's, mm-hmm. it's actually still important why because yes. whatever you did together had bore children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it had bore giving birth to a whole lot of other things exactly so mm-hmm. like that part of your life it exists like let's just stay at you so. like my second son is like a carbon copy of <laughs> his father <laughs> so juicy like it's like i'm looking at the man yeah. every day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know so even I, I one of my sons you know he he put on his dad ring yeah. so when my husband was coming up the stairs i would hear this like tap on the stairs so the other day he i was like you know and then he 
He was like, mommy, and I just, the voice, you know, I was like, please don't. <laughs> Stop. Don't. <laughs> you know, I can see, because everybody says, oh, he looks the most like his father. You know, so I can see that I can see, you know, so yes, you know, you remember those um, happy times. You, you, you also cry through the happy mm. times. You know, you have happy memories. You cry about, you know, you cry through, you wipe your tears. And people say to me, oh, you know, Z, you're so strong. You're so strong. You know, in a way, I will myself to be strong. Um, I won't say I don't have weak moments because there are quite a lot, uh, but I, I don't put it out in the public. Mm. Um, and I'm lucky that I have people I think I can kind of talk yes, to. Yes, so hold on. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So, you know, having gone through all of those lawyers, mm. what, 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 what were and are, mm. what were and mm. are your bounce back techniques? What are the things that you're doing mm. to you know, to keep yourself together, mm. you know, to keep moving forward yeah. despite, you know, all of those. All of it. I, okay. Maybe if you could not kind of like itemize them, I think okay. one, two, of three, course, four. Yeah, five. firstly, of course, I would pray because that gives me, like I said, a great deal of comfort. Um, and, you know, my husband and I, he used, he was very big on gifting. He was very big on giving me cards, flowers, all those things, gifts, mm. you know, whatever it was. And he would, and he used to write um, to me a lot. So I would look at those things. I would read and I would smile. And it would make me feel a whole lot better. You know, I would um, look at a picture or two. I would, you know, maybe sometimes, like he's got maybe a family member I would call just to, you know, to say hello to or one of his friends. I would just call and say, oh, I'm just checking in, you know, mm. because... They also miss him, mm. you know. Yeah, so they. Sorry, I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> please, please have a sip of water or something. That makes you feel better. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. But that's right. It's all part. Like it's all part of the journey. <laughs> like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that both of us have been trying to hold back our tears since this conversation starts. So forget that we are giggling a lot through it. Actually, like the giggles, we've been using it to cover up like the tears we've been trying to escape, you know, from our eyes. Mm. So you know, you know, kind of, you know, bear with us. So yeah. um, that's why I even had tissue. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So some of the coping mechanisms, you know, um, like I would. I have people, I have go-to people I can talk to. Uh, one of them came to my house just to check on me, and she only said to me, how are you? Mm. And I just bawled. <laughs> she just let me sit for 30 minutes, just, you know, just like crying, because... Letting it out. Let's out yeah. steam. Yeah. I think you it's know. important, because, again, like, this is this is something that our people don't like to talk about a lot. Yeah. It's like everybody just expects that once the body has been buried in a few days yeah. and a few months yeah. and you're done with that morning phase, you know, the truth is, yes, you know, when these things happen, because mm. with my own experience, what I just realized is that the first one week, everybody's pooping into your yes. house, you know, the next mm. week, a few very close mm. people, the next 
week before you know it one month and you just realize that your, it is your, now you, you and your new reality yes, yes, it's a new reality yes and your new reality so you realize that you just have to find a way to, to move on to move yeah. to move do you well, really move on I don't know. you move yeah. forward you move forward you drag yes. it with you like you drag it yes, with you yeah. and as I, I for me I, I realize as you constantly kind of find that courage mm. to move forward mm. it feels like it's the body feels lighter, like the weight yes. of the grief yeah. kind of feels lighter. It's different, you know, it's like you've packed the grief in a certain that's what I said. In it's similar. Yeah, it's similar, <laughs> you know, it's like a pot of something that's simmering. There are times when it all comes to the exactly. to the surface because you yeah, might you boiling. might have a trigger, yes, mm. maybe something. And there are times where you just sort of manage it and it's just bubbling away, you know, yeah. the pot is simmering gently. So that's how I look at I look at those emotions. You know, you don't get over it, you just work with it you you control navigate. it you navigate it it's undulating that's undulating. for sure it's undulating right. you have good days and bad days and we you know we work with it it's not um and we move know, we still. move yes we move still <laughs> so okay more tips more 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 of your bounce back right talk to your children i spend time with my children you know like in the evenings um you know when everyone's kind of done so spend time don't really sit alone and and wallow in it it's, yes. no, it's not going to do you any good whatsoever there's no point in Makes that you feel more miserable yes and um you know find happy moments find things out if, if it's okay to go for a walk if it's to go to the spa if it is to have lunch with your with your girlfriends because i tend to do that and that those are the sort of things that make me happy you know spending time with my friends and um you know also like read find out why you're also feeling that way learn about what you're going through learn about what you're going through. don't be ashamed of i'm not supposed to show my emotions you know or okay this person has been dead for how many years but i'm still i mean my mother has been dead for practically 20 years and you know hey i miss her every day <laughs> i miss her and i still cry you know so it's a, it's a different kind of tears but you know there are times when you literally just choke up because you want that person there so again grief is messy grief is definitely unpredictable um some people really couldn't care less <laughs> because they didn't have a good relationship with that person yeah so and there are times when you would see somebody who you know was close to the person that you lost and you cannot speak you cannot speak because the grief overwhelms you and i've had those um incidents so what i do is i just sit in silence until that passes i've had those and i just completely because i don't want to break down so i just sit quietly and just wait for it to pass yeah mm. Mm. so those are part of my coping yeah. and i work too so sometimes you're working from morning and to night yeah, yeah you know going going out you know yes. for a day yeah. right working yeah. and meeting yeah. new people really really yeah. does help to but take I, you out yeah. of that and you make time every day to you know uh, pray for those we've lost really even, even if it's not just that person you pray for everyone who's lost somebody. Yeah. Hmm. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, for me, I think, you know, the truth is that there is no like one size fits mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. because you find all of these theories about grief saying there was a shock and then there was a denial and then you're mm -hmm. bargaining and then you're depressed yes, and then yes. you're the, the five stages like, of grief. Yeah, yes, oh my God, it's not a linear equation. <laughs> yes, like yes. you, you just, yeah. it's just one jaga jaga like basically. And one thing I, 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 for me that worked, you see, um, yes, my husband was ill. Yes, he passed away in hospital and all that. And also, I'd, I'd had the experience of watching my mom pass. And, mm. you know, we, we so when my mom was passing, we surrounded her 
everybody was just we were just praying so it was a very peaceful kind of transition, transition. right and with my husband it was the same I, I just didn't want any noise you know in the sense that I didn't want people wailing I didn't want you know because I also think it's a disservice to the person mm. you know you you want to allow that person to have a peaceful transition you don't want oh my god you can't do anything about it so you might as well compose yourself and mm. you know as hard as it is compose yourself to be able to give that person and yourself the opportunity for that last kind of interaction with the person mm. don't spoil them i always tell people don't spoil the moment mm. literally because if you have people wailing on the floor i know it's not gonna work yeah. <laughs> <In fact. laughs> and you know yes. the one that really gets sickens me is you know those people that just come and they're wailing like and crying yeah. and turning more yes. than the person yes. that's bereaved yes. and you're like my mom died and they brought her body back to you i was sitting in in, in one of the rooms and then a relative of ours just came in <laughs> and she sat next to me and she was screaming was like oh my god and I just went I said ah how far which one is your own in this matter <laughs> you know I was like please 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 you know just calm stop it. down I please. said calm down behave yourself literally because I was like what's all this rockers for you know I've you know I've realized that there's nothing we can do the most you can do is compose yourself pray for the person and you know you hope for the best hmm. that sincerely is it that really is it because you are living you are living and you're not going to stop your life mm. as hard as that sounds you're not going to stop your life you have children you, you have other you families you have life. obligations you have obligations life goes on whether we like it or not right. and you like it we've all life. seen the memes that say oh one hour after your death someone would have put a pot on the fire it's one hour and it's, okay. and it's not a lie. The next minute, you know, even at a burial, they're asking for what to eat, eat. to get. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. God, this mm. this has been so so emotional and yes. quite quite <laughs> revealing. Thank you so much for being Thank so you. vulnerable. Thank okay, you. ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of this episode, yeah. and I want to believe that if you you're, you're taking a lot from it. I don't I don't I know we made some of you tearing. We are sorry. <laughs> We, 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 we didn't intend to yeah. but we are only human but you know again you know those tears are healing mm. for for us and you know when it comes we just need to let it flow yeah. right thank you so much for joining us and we'll come back with another episode it's been heart to heart with good and i'll see you soon bye for now bye, bye.